life on the road. It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns. And these fights, cancel flights, running with the runs. And blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette. Drunks in the front, making out for your set. And middle acts doing blow more missing merch. And drive the rental car past another mega church. And juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon. Thanks for tuning in to the Road Stories podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Murray Valeriano. Theme song. By Murray Valeriano and Mike Furman of Hard and Firm. I don't know if you guys, you guys know Mike Furman? Uh, not personally. Okay. No um, I just, I feel like I don't ever give Mike credit, enough credit on that song because I don't, I'm so sick of that theme song <laughs> having to listen to it. I loved it. Oh, well, sure. But I listened to it three times a week for the last, when did we write that? Like five or six years ago. So I always take my headphones. All right. When we record, we roll, we record, that's live. So we heard that through our headphones now mm-hmm. so i always take off my headphones because i can't listen to it and then uh and i saw your smile on your face so i want to give mike Furman a shout out and all everything in that song is from a story on this show okay so i'm sure ex- except for mega churches mike was insistent on putting mega churches in there i don't think but i'm sure if you go back that will be yeah it will be in the show yeah, it's yeah either, you may actually be the guy this could be for that could the be. luke there mega church show that's what we'll call it um, and also uh, where he, she says, um, uh, great, another bachelorette. Woo. That's his wife, uh, Donna Fineglass. Is that Dana Furman? Yes, but her, her <laughs> maiden name was Fineglass. And Potentially, it's, yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, it I is. I don't recall. I do. I knew her before she was married, and okay. I knew her sister, Ronit. Mm-hmm. But she spells her name weird, so it's spelled like Donna, but it's pronounced Dana, or it's spelled like Dana, but it's pronounced Donna. Oh, I thought you were saying Ronit spelled their name weird. I'm like, I've never even heard of them. Yeah, yeah. Ronit has, has to know be. how it's spelled it has normal. To be spelled it, has a si- it has a silent Q. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, uh, I felt, uh, what do I also want to say about the theme song? Anything? No, actually, one of the listeners um, uh, sent me a message saying I should go through the song and go back and tell the stories from the song for one episode. And maybe I'll, I'll, I don't know, but I feel like I'd be, I, I'd like to have the person in there to do it. You know it's what I like mean? It's like the old Cosby episodes or those old 80s sitcoms where they would like, clearly the writers like were on strike that week. So right. they just did a highlights. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, like <laughs> where the Cosbys were like packing stuff up and be like, you remember this baseball glove? <laughs> <laughs> so when you're lazy. Yeah, yeah, when you're lazy one well, week. Then I'll do it next week. Uh, <laughs> do, they, do they still get paid the same? For that episode, like if you're getting paid per episode, and you're and they have a clip show as one of their twenty three, I bet writer or on camera, uh, either. Like uh, it depends who's getting paid per episode. Yeah, um, it, it all depends on what the union was saying at that time. Because um, if you wrote it, then you ha- then the the contract could be immediately paid the next time, or it gets one rerun before uh, you get paid to the second rerun. So, and then. The actors the same way. So it all depends on the, what the union was saying at the time. But yes, I would say if they air it now, everybody's getting paid. Okay. So you don't have to worry about I mean, Bill. Everything's I, yeah. fine with Good. Bill Cosby. That was what I was worried no, about. No, nothing to worry about Bill Cosby these days. I, I've heard about people who were uh, extras on Sesame Street back like 20 years ago, like just one of the kids playing around. Mm-hmm. They still get paid. Really? They still, yes. It's going to be like 32 cents. They said that they've made a killing over the course oh, okay. of the last 20 all years. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I know for a long time, Sesame Street would use those like little clip parts that had to have been made in like 72. Right. And they just continued to use them because the kids were like, 
wearing bell bottoms. <laughs> right? It's like 1994, and they're like, "Hey, we're going." It's with a song it. about a laundromat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the creepy guy at the dryer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we get into introductions, Aaron. Yes, sir. Are you in a better mood this week? Yes, sir. All right. I've had two full donuts. I'm. <laughs> oh yeah, this uh, flying. This road stories is po- sponsored by DK's Donuts. Uh, a donut which I will not touch because I'm manorexic for the next month and a half. Um, you look good. You don't look like you need any kind of dieting. Oh, you thanks. Look, I have no thin. point of comparison. We just met the other night. I, you so. know, have I lost weight since Friday? I, I, <laughs> ounces, maybe. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> What's maybe going on over at All Things Comedy uh, there, buddy? Uh, Harlan Williams just put out a music album with his cousin who's in Bare Naked Ladies. Wait, his, his cousin? Which one? I don't know which one. I didn't know he was. Did I? Wait, did I know that? Yeah. Well, they're Cana- yeah, they're Canadians. Did I know? Maybe. I, I was a big Bare Naked Ladies fan when they first came out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, man, I use this podcast to get laid. <laughs> <laughs> why was that so funny? No, no, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm interrupting. No, no, I want to know why that was so funny. Well, just, I'm just curious where that was going to lead to. Like, are you still. So, when did you stop? Being a bare naked lady. Um, probably around the Maroon album. Probably about the, when the One Week song came out. That's when I kind of jumped off off board them. So when they got popular. Yeah, but I don't want to sound like, oh, I listened to Radiohead <laughs> in 87 uh, when they're only, uh, when they, you know. No, not like that. They just, they, well, I think what happened is they got a PR person. They all lost weight. They all started dressing hip. And then they kind of lost their kind of cool, nerdy So you can lose weight, but they can't. <laughs> all right, right, right. <laughs> Luke, you're out. Yeah. You're out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, cool. We'll check out that, and I'll check out that uh, um, uh, Harlan Williams it's music album. It's called The Cousins. The Cousins. Yeah. Clever. Um, also, I have to say this up front, and I, do, I don't do announcements up front, but Jordan Brady texted me last night and asked if I could plug. There's his third installment of the I Am Comedy movies. You guys ever see I Am Comedian? Uh, I Am yes. Road Comic? Yes. Jordan Brady did his third one. It's called Battle Comics. Um, it follows four comics going to the Middle East. To do uh, uh, shows from the military and then interviews with uh, myself, Dave Attell, George Lopez, Tammy Pescatelli, uh, George George uh, Wallace. So it's premiering in L.A., Las Vegas, and Detroit over the next month. Look for that. It's called Battle Comics. And uh, the tickets, all, all the money from the tickets go to a veteran's organization. Have you, um, have you done a bunch of tours over there? Uh, last year I did a lot. I did a lot. Aaron's still eating a donut. <laughs> uh, yeah, last year I went to the Middle East uh, and then some uh, stateside military and then uh, right. over Christmas where I got this jacket, number 74, uh, the John C. Stennis. I did a show on a aircraft carrier about a 50 to 100 miles off the coast of Hawaii, <sighs> which was during the anniversary of uh, Pearl Harbor. So we sailed into Pearl Harbor that's delicate. Yeah, and it <laughs> was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen because I'm on the boat. All the military got dressed in their dress whites, their, like, Cracker Jacks uniforms. Yeah. Lined the lo- boat, sailed past the USS Arizona blaring the national anthem. It was, like, it was ch- pretty, pretty chilling. I don't know that emotional of a person, but it was pretty interesting to see. How do you do comedy yeah. Did you have that? to follow all of that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was at the end. Of okay. <laughs> Like, were they good audience? Like, because if you bomb, you're just stuck. That's worse than working a cruise. Oh, no, oh, absolutely. Being bo- oh man, who? Somebody was telling me they did it in a submarine, and oh. they just you just got up. 
you're just you're just living with the death you just died <laughs> they did a summary <laughs> <laughs> the only way i could think it'd be worse is if you did like a post in the antarctic or something oh yeah yeah if you're like 200 miles from anything that's right. even alive right that may be worse well i i have to say i've been fortunate as to not have any bad sets in front of being stuck on an aircraft carrier with them but uh man that because all right first of all when you go to like the middle east where they're you know, been serving and their their amenities are nothing. They've been watching the same movie for six months. You're the only entertainment they have. As you're like taking the tour and seeing their living conditions, I'm just like, fuck, I got to put on a good show, man. This I'm going to feel like shit for six months if I bomb and I'm the only entertainment they've had in a year. They go back to watching their Jerry Maguire DVD for the hundredth time. Like, Candy I man. I can't do this. Any- I can't watch this guy bomb. Like it's, I told this story here before, but one uh, really small um, uh, base that doesn't exist, um, all they had was one DVD, and it was House Party 2. <laughs> Not even House Party 1. It was House Party 2, Pajama Jammy Jam, and they oh. watched it like every Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> so when you talk about sacrifices the military you know, makes. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. But, uh, you know, what's his uh, face? Uh, it's kid or play. Uh huh. Is a stand-up comic. Yeah, Chris Reed. He's, Chris, he's, big, yeah. he's good friends with Bill. So right? if he goes over there mm-hmm. and does shows, he would be the man. He would be the bot- second coming of Bob Hope over there. Yeah, but just for that one base. Just for that one base <laughs> that, that one, doesn't exist. That doesn't exist. <laughs> with air quotes that you can't see on a podcast. <laughs> I. Uh, you guys ever do any military bases or anything like that? No, I really want to. Yeah. I wanted to do like USO or anything. You could do the Intrepid, right? Isn't it docked in New York still? It is. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess. Just I could just go take a tour and just start doing <laughs> just a set. Start doing jokes. <laughs> I've never done one. I got asked a couple, like a month ago if I wanted to go and do one in like New Mexico. Uh-huh. Like you have to fly into Dallas, something like that. And it paid I mean it just it just didn't I would have broken even. Right. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. It feels too much like a a college that's like even like you're still they're still eighteen years old, right? Most oh, of Jesus, yes. I mean that's that's the part and it's not it's not performing for the military. It's performing right. for people that I feel like I have nothing in common with. No, yeah, no. Because of age. I tell you what, I'll be honest. I did a, I thought it was going to be the worst one. It was in Bahrain, and it was some sort of Bahrainian American crossover Air Force base. And I got it, and it was in, they had built a little movie theater in there, and we're going to do it in the movie theater. And I looked at it, and it was 118-year-old boys and three girls. <laughs> And who are probably 18 and a half. And I'm just like, eh, we're going to hear, we're going to be talking about dad all day. Like, <laughs> we don't want to listen to this shit. And I tell you what, it was the best show of the tour. I'm, yeah. How much time do you have to do? Uh, 20 minutes to a half hour. I was with oh. uh, two other guys on that one. I did, uh, this is nothing to do with military, but you were talking about small theaters. Uh-huh. When I was in New York, I got an odd, uh, like... I don't know. I, I got this odd opportunity mm-hmm. in uh, the dunes off North Carolina. What's it? The Outer Banks. Oh, yeah. Okay. And they called it the thumbnail at the bottom of the Outer Banks. OBX. And this guy had come into a very, very small amount of money. You know, like when a, like when a redneck is like, I came into some money and it's like 22 grand. Right. <laughs> uh, so he built, he had a gas station and he built a theater off of the gas station. And the theater was beautiful. It'd be like going to an arc light, but there were 14 seats. Okay. Literally, yeah, yeah. literally, there were four, you had to go through the gas station. 
You could people would get an oil change and go through the <laughs> gas station and just hang out. And he had one DVD. It was Man on Wire. Which is a great movie, but I know he, where he can get pajama jammy jam. <laughs> <laughs> and I did that. They would have shows Tuesdays and Wednesday nights. So I officially went part time in my job so that I would go down and do Tuesday and Wednesday nights. In most of the shows, two people would show up because mm-hmm. after the first show, everybody in the town had gone. Everyone in the town had already been to a show. And I would do like half an hour for two people in this small little theater. Wow. Um, but you couldn't, like, he wouldn't allow you to make fun of the gas station for more than, like, five minutes. He let you five minutes, that was it? You can make fun <laughs> of the gas station be, for five he's minutes. Contractually <laughs> obligated yeah, to know more sign than five right here, minutes. Luke. He, he, was, <laughs> he specifically called me and was like, don't make fun of my hot dog. So, like, they had one of those, like, little <laughs> hot dog grill things yeah. next to the register. And I made fun because they looked disgusting. Oh, sure. They're a gas anyway. station hot dog. How many <laughs> comics did he go through making fun of the hot dog before he's like, we got we to gotta write this down? Uh, just me. Yeah. <laughs> you, just me. You opened and closed the place? There. I did three weeks. I brought down three different people. I mean, Aaron Camino Smith was one of uh-huh. them. Wait, you and did three weeks in a row? Three weeks in a row. Okay. And then uh, he was like, let's just nip this in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> did he know that there are other comedians in New York that could come down? I don't I don't think he did. Okay. He had somebody come and scout me. I'd done like a bunch of, I was doing a bunch of colleges. He uh-huh. had somebody come out and scout me. And he's like, you look good enough. Come on. <laughs> and, but he was paying really well. I couldn't okay. pass it up because well, he came into money. Yeah, probably so. paid up to $22,000 and then had to. <laughs> That's why Nick did it. There was a there was a guy up in Monterey who literally won the lottery and decided he was going to open a music-slash-comedy-slash-sushi venue. And uh, it was great. It was great. And then, I guess, like all other lottery contestants, he killed himself or went to jail or whatever. I don't know. But he was already rich. I mean, he lived in Monterey. He couldn't have been—he wasn't broke. Well, I don't know. There's some pretty—you know, there's some— Low end. I mean, he didn't live in a mansion on the off the aquarium. You know, there's other parts of Monterey they go inland. You know, so you can find an apartment there. Somebody has to clean those places. Yes, they don't live in Monterey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's 15 minutes into this. Why don't I introduce my guests? <laughs> Sorry, I got a little, I got a little uh, backtracked. Megan is second term, second return to yes. the thing. The first return. What do we call it? A first return. My victory lap. Aaron, you want to help me out here? Why am I having a sugar crash? I didn't have a donut. I'm losing my mind over uh, here. It's my second time on the show. It's Nick Cobb. I just want to say right now, I want to apologize because I have TMJ right now. I actually have a little lockjaw. Really? Yeah, so it hurts to talk. I, uh, I'm i pretty sure it's because I got a Costco membership and bought a huge box of extra gum. <laughs> That's shitty gum. And I chewed, I'm a, I love gum, so I chewed gum probably eight hours a day for about a week. And uh, I haven't. I, I wasn't able to speak for another oh, week. Oh, I didn't that. know that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't tell you. Sorry, I didn't fill you in. <laughs> Listen, thanks for coming through. We'll start the prayer circle now for Nick Cobb's TMJ. And then I'm excited to have this guy because this was this one one fun thing about what I like about doing a few things I like about doing comedy. Running into a comic at an airport mm-hmm. where yeah, you're like right. going to Fort Lauderdale and they're going to Chicago, and then you hang out and you bitch about your gigs, and then you split, and you're like, hey, I just <laughs> ran into Henry Phillips or whatever. And then just meeting new comics who are cool and funny. And then meeting somebody like Luke Thayer. hey There we go. Oh, that's what it is. That's what it's all about right there. You're still upset about the fat thing. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Just uh, your weight loss. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very temperamental right now. Yeah. I'll turn on you. Um, Luke Thayer from New York. 
Yes. Yes? Originally? Uh, uh, no, not originally. I was born in Missouri, and I moved to Indiana when I was uh, four and spent most of my life in Indiana. Indianapolis, right? In far east side of Indianapolis. We talked about that the other night. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a little town. Well, I grew up, I spent about six years in a little town called Argus, outside Argus. of Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yeah, I'm kind of a God, similar outside awful. of Indianapolis. <laughs> it yes. is. It's fucking awful. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I Google satellite. I Google street viewed it. And it hasn't changed, and it's been 30 years. <laughs> There's no reason for it to change. Like, yeah. No. First of all, Indiana in general, like Nick went to school in Indiana also. The whole state's motto should be, why you want to do that? <laughs> like on anything. Like if there's anything, hope right. in your eyes, if you have like anything you want to do with your life, it's kind of, why you want to do that? Like we got everything we need right here, right? We got all the Walmarts. We got Meyer. And we got three Derek Queens. We don't need anything else. I don't know Our, how many people I went to college with who bailed out after their sophomore year to go back, marry their high school sweetheart, and work the farm. I in mean, Indiana? I thought it, yes. Okay. I thought they were like, like it was like pilgrims or something. Right. It, was, it was weird. Like a, <laughs> a bunch of people did it. They were just like, why do I want to go out and get a bachelor's yeah. degree? <laughs> what do I want a job for? Yeah. yeah. Why do I want to do that? Somebody's got to clean. Also, birthplace of the KKK, if I'm not mistaken. It is. Yes, so, uh, it is the birthplace of the Ku Klux Klan. Acceptance of other people? Why would you want to do that? <laughs> Why do you want to do that? <laughs> yeah. Acceptance of other cultures? Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, definitely, a, even if you're from there, mm -hmm. it's, uh, I would say, a bit of an unaccepting place. It's not the most easy. All right. Well, we just yeah. lost a bunch of listeners in Indiana. I don't <laughs> yeah. know how that, all right. Um, also, birth, also home of my, my, one of my all-time favorite movies. I know what you're going to say. Because I'm know. thinking about it too. What is it? It's the Kevin Bacon movie where they have the like the bulldozer chicken game of chicken, right? No. Are you what? thinking Footloose? Yes. No, he's talking Hoosiers. No. No. <laughs> Aaron? He's talking Breaking Away. Yes. Oh, oh, right, right. Yeah, Breaking Away. Yeah. I've jumped off those very corners. Oh, you have? Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. very cool. And there are houses in the area where in the roof, they tiled the roof to say, like, a Bible verse. Have you seen that? No, I never saw it. would be like, John 3.16, in the tiles of the roof. I'm like, man, you've got some time. Of Wait, of what? <laughs> what is the roof of? No, like, a someone's... They oh, live just, out there, just and their roof house. is tiled oh, okay. so that it says, okay. you know, some kind of Bible verse. Yeah. So, did you go to Purdue? No, I went to Indiana. Did you go? Where did you go? I went to Indiana also. Oh, did you guys know each other back then? We no. didn't, but we were there about the same time. He's a little bit ahead of me. Okay. <laughs> that's a nice way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, you were like two years ahead of me. Did you get started stand-up in Indiana? I did. I started Ooh, in Indianapolis. Good for you. And was there maybe a year before I moved to New York City. What is that, the Crackers? Crackers, uh, there was at a time a place called One Liners, <laughs> which was the kind of the rednecky version. Like, no. yeah, really? as if Crackers is not rednecky. <laughs> that, that tells you something. In the if name. One Liners is out of the two, the redneckier. Well, how about Morty's? I did Morty's. Morty's a long did not time exist ago. then. No. So Morty's it, only popped up within the last 10 years, right? Well, yeah, that's the, do you know the story about Morty's? I don't. The, the manager slash owner, was he part owner, Eric? So, yeah, he. Um, I think he was maybe part owner owner at the original Morty's. So like, there that exact location they've moved now, but it was a funny bone for like, literally six weeks or something. Oh, okay. Like it didn't work, so they shut it down. And then that space just stayed a club. Mm. Like they didn't 
do they ran it out to anybody. So then years later, Morty's came along and Eric Shorts. Oh, uh, this is yeah, it was first time featuring on the road. I think yeah. I went and did it. It was fine. Eric Shorts was headlining. He's yeah. also owner slash manager. Yeah, he of was the club. In Wait, bald Eric Shorts. Uh, no, this guy had no, dreads. No, this had dreadlocks. Yeah. Okay. And no, then no, a couple no. of years right. later, I found out that he had been skimming or something, and then he robbed a bank. Yeah. <laughs> he got he got let go from more. He's like, right. because he had been embezzling funds from it, which I don't even think the club was doing that well, so I don't know what he was embezzling. Sure. Like, gum. Be, yeah, gum. Like... <laughs> And the, like he also most had of your audience is there on Groupon. Like that you don't. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you're not going to be killing it. Yeah, but yeah, there are Google images. There are Google images of him, the security camera at the bank, and I think he's out of jail. I'm pretty he sure he might be out of yeah. prison by now. Like I don't know what you get for uh, you know armed robbery in in state of. Indiana. I don't think it was armed. It was unarmed. But he did try to like escape. There was like a police chase, I believe. Really? And the sweetest guy in the world. So he this was is all really this is guy. all this isn't all speculation. This all happened. No, this can, is all, no it, it all happened. So I don't have to bleep any names. This is all in public record. This is all in public record. Yeah. Unless I have the last name wrong. No, it's it's Eric Schwartz. Yeah. Now I feel bad that I said his name, but like, no, but he's a really nice guy. He, he was I, was, I was surprised by the embezzling. Uh huh. And by the arm, the unarmed robbery. Like bank robbery, but it, I mean, it was the club where, like, you know, you go to a club as a feature, and you go up to the bar and uh, and you want to order some food, and they're like, "All right, you you in the show? Yeah. Are you headlining? No. Oh, you're featuring. Well, put your hand on yeah. this part of the menu. <laughs> Anything above it, you get ten percent off. <laughs> all right, chicken tenders all weekend. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I just don't see how he could have been making that much money. No, I mean, it's it was a nice club. It's. They, it was. They it moved was a locations, nice club. but like it was a nice club. It just was in a location that was not super easily accessible. Uh huh. So it, it was on a wealthy part of Indianapolis, if, mm-hmm. you know, if there is one. It's and so it's it was, but it would buy car dealerships, right? Where nobody would go, and you kind of like, where is this? And the office buildings, and then this club. And so I think that they always struggled at that location. They are now in a. Uh, they took over like a old Don Pablo's Mexican restaurant. Right, that I, but I hear good. Th- I've never done it, but I hear good things about it. Yeah. Right. Or am I hearing wrong? Doesn't Hofstetter own it now? I think I'm. He did at one point. I he might have like uh, lost his uh, stake or, or sold his stake in it. Right. 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 So right. there's a couple guys in Indianapolis uh, that own it. There was the. Uh, were you uh, on the East Coast yet? You probably weren't. When um, oh, what was that club in Orange, Orange, New Jersey? Uh, I didn't. I seriously doubt I did. Okay. I did a bunch of Jersey stuff. But it was a famous one. It was a famous one. Not Bonker. I forget. But they got shut down over questionable bookkeeping. I think. <laughs> I wish I remember the names of. The I'm clubs. surprised. I did two or three. Almost clubs all Jersey. clubs aren't shut down for questionable bookkeeping yeah like there's there's definitely some great clubs and some successful ones and then we do some where you go how have you been in business well i think we're talking about long island yeah really right which one i mean i don't want to all right (laughs) (laughs) which one the only one (laughs) right there's only one on long island right i think there are two are there two yeah well i don't know i don't know them very well okay what's the other one Okay. Good thing. Good thing we're doing this so nobody can Google it. Yeah. <laughs> we're that scared. Yeah. I, I have nothing I'm to say about that. I'm gonna need a weekend that. in 2017. Yeah. <laughs> they really, for me, it's more not like the reputable clubs. It's mm-hmm. the ones where you go. Like I did a club in uh, Mexico, uh, Puerto Vallarta. Okay. And I was featuring, and they 
they didn't fly me down. So I had to pay to go down there. And then they put me up and they, I don't know why they even opened this club. <laughs> it, it was literally, we had to do a show no matter how many people were there. Mm-hmm. Like whoever showed up, Those we have to do a favorite. show. Yeah. And so we did, and this was a week. We did a whole week there. And every show, the maximum we ever had was seven people, <laughs> seven, and we had to do a full. I had to do a full half hour, and and you couldn't uh, make fun of the chimichangas. You stand. couldn't make fun of the chimichangas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, why? why well, well, first of all, why would you put a club in Puerto Vallarta? Yeah, people don't go to we, Puerto Vallarta to go to a comedy we're club. A half block from the beach, <laughs> a half block, and the it's in a very uh, gay area mm-hmm. where just the best looking guys you've ever seen in your mm-hmm. life and clubs around there we just go all right this is not an audience that's going to want to go inside and sit and watch a comedy show for an hour and a half right so we've got like every show was like two three four people and they tended to be just like servers mm-hmm. that worked in the area and they wanted to do something else and <laughs> It's, it's, we should just sit down and have a conversation. Right, yeah, at that point. We don't need to be pretending that this, there's this fourth right. wall. Listen, to quote my friend Lachlan Patterson from this very show, never put stand-up comedy next to something more fun than stand-up comedy. <laughs> well, there was that, man, there was that place that closed down. It's just like, man, it's around Orange County or so. They had one show Friday, one show Saturday, and they had it in a place where they had an arcade. They, oh, Surf they, City. Yeah, Surf City. Surf and it's City. no longer happening. No, right? no. I really enjoyed that club, but like I was up there like I'd rather do that dancing video game. Right. Well, here's the, the deal with it. Surf City was in a uh I know this is very West Coast, but like a Dave and Busters. Yes. All right. What would you call that? What's the equal on that on the East Dave Coast? Dave Busters. Oh, yeah, yeah Dave Busters. Sure. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't hear about Dave yeah. Busters on Orange County. All right. So it's in it was in like a low rent Dave and Busters, and it was in its own room. And but the thing is, nobody was ever in that Dave and Buster's. So all they had to I hope I'm not telling tales out of school here, but they didn't have to pay rent. All they uh, the, that place got all the drink. They had the door. And for some reason, that didn't work. <laughs> like, I don't know why. Like, because if you go in there, they had people. But when I'd go out to go to the bathroom because you had to walk through the arcade. Yes. Nobody. <laughs> there was nobody. Maybe a couple stragglers at the bar, a couple cholettes at the. Uh, <laughs> Dance game or whatever it is. Was yeah. that racist? Uh, Cholettes? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it means. It sounds like <laughs> a candy. <laughs> okay. uh, That's what I meant. They gave away free Cholettes. I don't know. When I was, I was only there a couple of times, but they were usually like a bunch of like, like a youth group was there or something like that. <laughs> Not exactly where you want to go for cutting edge comedy. <laughs> oh, we're going we're gonna to do comedy next to a lock-in. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that what? twice. In, in a lock-in? Or? Yeah, I've done it twice. It oh was fucking awful. Were you locked in? Uh, once, actually, if you want to include another time, yeah, I was. There was, um, uh, what is it? I forget his name. But anyway, I got, I got a last minute booking. I was in New York to do some, like, winter camp. Okay. In, uh, I don't know, two, three hours up upstate. Luke, and do you know what a lock-in is? I do. Okay. Yeah, I did them as a, a child. Okay, can you it's, explain what a lock-in is? It's usually after kids graduate high school and they're like, uh, okay, we don't want them to go out drinking, so let's bring them all to this roller skating rink or back to the high school itself, mm-hmm. have a bunch of activities. YMCA, we did them in. Right. All I mean, I did. I had one when I was, when I was, when I graduated. Anyway, we so. in high school. When I was still in high school, I went. But this one was not, it was not technically a lock-in, but it was a camp. Anyway, so it kind of fits. It's still under the umbrella in this case, in this mm-hmm. podcast. So I go. 
and they were like, uh, they're like, all right, uh, age groups around junior seniors in high school. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I can do that. Uh, I need the money. Go, Great, let's do it. We go up. I go. You ever walk into a room and you're like, I, you like everybody's walked onto stage and know you're gonna bomb, right? But walk into the room and know, <laughs> yes, because it was it, it was basically like their hour of like. Time, like recess time inside like they were circling up doing art playing board games right. and I saw kids I was like I know they're younger than juniors or seniors so we start the show and the first guy who's running the show he was said oh, I'm gonna do 15 minutes he does maybe 20 seconds right. <laughs> that's my favorite <laughs> <laughs> introduces the feature he goes and does his time and then I'm I go up and I try to do my 30 and they cut the mic on me <gasps> they cut the mic on me I go backstage and uh, these two like Hasidic Jewish guys were like, everything that you said was offensive. Every word out of your mouth was offensive. There were four-year-olds in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for the, telling me now. I really right. appreciate that. But yeah, they were, they were kids from anywhere from four to like, I'd say that the oldest was 13. Wow. So they didn't even understand it. It'd be worse than performing at colleges. Yeah. But I've also performed at a lock-in um, at a roller skating rink, they asked me, I had already done that, so I didn't ever, I didn't ever wanted to do it again. And this woman calls me, I'd performed at her show before, and uh, she's like, hey, can you do a lock-in? Uh, it started like three in the morning. Mm -hmm. uh, and I said, no, I'm not gonna do it. The kids don't want that. At three in the morning, no, yeah, they're, they're, they're dry humping in the closet. Yeah, I, I, actually I was like, Dude, give them a hip, get them a hypnotist. That's what they want, if yeah. you really, really wanna spend the money. So she calls me a week later and she's like, I talked to the PTA, and they think hypnotism is witchcraft. So it's not going to happen. <laughs> Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to do that? No. So I said, well, get him a ventriloquist. Mm. And uh, she calls me back a week later, and she's like, they don't understand how ventriloquism works, and they think it's witchcraft. And I was like, well, the guy's just making... I have to explain <laughs> right. ventriloquism. <laughs> how you get that dummy to talk? <laughs> burn it! Burn, burn it! it! Burn it! <laughs> and I was like, fine, how much were you going to pay? Then she's like, $1,200. I was like, I'll do it. <laughs> but I told her, I was like, I, I'm going to bomb for an hour. Right. And she goes, fine, whatever. She probably didn't know what bombing meant. Sure. So we go to a roller skating rink, and they get on a megaphone, and it's 3 in the morning. Yes. And they're like, all right, kids, circle up and come over to this part of the stage, the rink. It's a fucking rink. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I brought my current wife and a friend of ours, Aaron Camino-Smith, and we each did 20. And Aaron had to go first. Your wife's a comedian? She was. Okay. She was a stand-up. She was doing stand-up at the time. Now and she's Aaron, back in the kitchen where she yeah. belongs. <laughs> <laughs> and dude, the first 20 minutes, they just, he couldn't get a fucking word out because they were just talking to each other. And I kept oh, on sure. looking. She, the woman had the balls to look at me like it was my fault. <laughs> I'm like, I fucking told you to get a hypnotist. <laughs> well, we don't believe in yeah. that. Uh, ended up going well, but three to four in the morning, it's just comedy. Not a great idea. And they've Wait. been roller skating all night. They got to be wiped out. <laughs> yeah, they've been roller skating. There was quite a leap in this story. Story. You oh. went from Aaron uh -oh. can't get a word out to yes. it ended up going fine. <laughs> well, <laughs> after fact, that 20 Luke minutes. fact checking right yeah. now. <laughs> after that 20 minutes, my wife went up and she basically would bring them up on stage because that's all they wanted. It was a smart move by her and make fun of them and stuff. Sure. And then, that's all they wanted was to laugh at each other. They don't want your take on politics right. or whatever it is. <laughs> they just want, they literally just want to hear, like, look at what that shirt, what that kid's wearing. You know, right. that's what they want to hear. 
And then it went fine after that. Yeah. So is that okay now that I filled Th- in the blanks? Thank you. Yeah, okay. yeah great. Because it's, it's just not fair to me or the rest of the audience to go, uh, Aaron bombs, to hear the end of that. and then I killed. And like, there's nothing. I know. In between, just like, I, I can handle any circumstance because I'm an amazing comic. So even the worst. She looked at me like, it's my fault. I killed. Like, <laughs> It's not my fault. I'm this good. I used to have to go to those uh, roller where the like three churches would rent out the roller skating rink yes. for mm-hmm. the night, and then you'd invite your friend to come, and then they would you'd roller skate for an hour, and then they'd shut everything down and have a sermon, <laughs> and, oh. then, and then you'd never get your friend to come with you again. Oh yeah, <laughs> but, my but dad's a preacher. So my dad's a preacher too. Yeah, you're, you're, oh. You told me that. Why didn't we yeah. invite Nick Cobb? We can, you and I could just yeah. talk. No, but well, there's at least an Indiana connection. We right, right. Each other, and I've been trying to convert him for like. Ten years. What kind of preacher reserve anyway? Yeah. What kind well, of what kind of preacher? Uh, he, well, for a while he was in the Churches of Christ and then uh, independent Christian churches for the last cult. Yeah. Cult. <laughs> no, what an independent Church of Christ is that what you said? Uh, independent Christian church. I don't know what that is. So most people don't when I say it. But Let's hear about but it. But I'm a good. I, a, I like I like religions. So sure. Well, like uh, if you're Lutheran uh-huh. or you're Methodist or Catholic or something like that, there's a hierarchy. Right. Okay. So there, you were, if you're Catholic, it's an easy one to, for people to know. Like, you've got the bishops, you've got the cardinals, you've got the uh, pope. Uh-huh. Right? You all go up. So even if you're in a church in Indiana or in California, or New York, wherever, you eventually report up to the pope. Like mm-hmm. it goes all the way up. You're all connected. Independent Christian church, not connected to anybody. Okay. Those hundred members to you know, some of the mega churches are independent, where sure. it's like forty thousand people. That's the church. Right. There's no, they don't answer to another organization or nationwide thing. Oh, okay. We call, uh, my, my dad started out Southern Baptist, but then he went non-denominational. Yeah. So it's basically the same thing. So his church that he had, he just, that he was like, he was the preacher. He didn't answer to anybody above him. Or I guess there's some sort of deacon situation going on there, but I'm not sure. Is that why yeah. he did it? Because he didn't want a boss anymore? Oh, his boss is God. Yeah, um, there, I don't. <laughs> I don't. The I don't king know. of kings. Yeah. You might have heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know uh, why. I don't know. He had a calling. I don't think he was like fuck this corporate thing. I'm going to be a preacher. I'll <laughs> take off that the would, collar. That, yeah. that would be an interesting way to phrase yeah, it, it too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. just imagining like his like Jerry Maguire. I'm leaving scene, but in a church. Like, <laughs> right, right. I'm taking this cross with me. I think <laughs> who else is with me? <laughs> I think he went. I think he kind of was like in a church in Tennessee, and then while he was in seminary, and then when he got out of seminary, he got where in Tennessee? Memphis. Oh, I'm from Memphis, man. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Which church? Uh, I don't remember. There's some huge. There's some big huge churches. There's, there's like a church on every corner down there. Yeah, there big. is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember off the top. of It's probably a lot. A few years ago, I'm guessing. Oh, and giant mega churches are a fairly recent. Well, these thing, I wouldn't right? even say mega. These weren't. I don't even think these would consider Joel Olstein mega churches. I think they're just big churches. You know, yeah. I don't think they've reached the mega. I wouldn't call them mega churches yet. But. Have you performed at mega churches before, Luke? Never a mega church. Have so you performed for churches? I have performed. For Are churches. you pretty squeaky clean? I missed your set the other. Uh, you used to perform during services, didn't you? Ah, uh, I don't. I thought I remember you saying that back I, in Brooklyn. I might have performed. Oh, I did one. Uh, this is at my dad's church, current mm. church, which is a. I mean, this is. I've been doing comedy four years, maybe. Not enough time. Not enough time. Like, in order to perform at your dad's church, you oh, would yeah. be doing comedy a decade or more. Oh, easy. It's kind of like rape jokes. Don't try to attempt them until you've been doing this long enough you can make it funny. 
Same way about until after relationship. communion. That's yeah. an after communion joke. And so this you don't was... want to ever do bad in front of the guy who told you not to do it to begin yes, with. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, the faces you see. Uh, and so it's a small town church in mm-hmm. Knightstown, which is thirty minutes east of Indianapolis. Okay. Very, very. Kind of, they call it a bedroom community. I mean, most people don't work there. They work in Indianapolis and drive there. Oh, interesting. I never heard that term before. I, I hadn't either until <laughs> these guys. Uh, so they're not just their church, which is. You know, my dad's church maybe had 120 members mm-hmm. or so, but the all the surrounding community churches they meet up like, I think we call it fifth Sundays or something like that, and so they have a thing in the evening where all these churches come together. They have the the worship time, mm-hmm. the music, and then they invited me to perform for them. And so I think I did 10 or 15 minutes. That's brutal. It, oh, that's brutal. I bombed the entire time <laughs> it was awful like it just uh it's probably like the probably one of probably one two worst experiences in comedy just really yeah just because you see your i saw my family's faces oh. there because yeah. it's all it's a church and it's yeah. all lit and this you know this is one of those churches that's probably built in like 1912 or something mm-hmm. like that so and they haven't really up, they updated some things probably in the 60s but it's like it's a very small town. Old Did you go church. to this church growing up also? No, or was this no, okay? No, this is something that after I was out of college, okay, okay, okay. started preaching there. And he's older too, so he's turning 80 this year. Oh, so wow. He's about to retire. Sure. And, uh, but he's been there for like 10 years. And so that just everybody else, they were, their body uh, language was, why, why you want to do this? Like, why are, <laughs> you know, this is, why do we want to do this? Why do you want to do this? Uh, and everybody had to be in like sixty-five years old. Oh, uh, that's cause... brutal. That's and, and just you know when something goes bad and you finish and everything's over and people just quietly file out, like there's no sound. <laughs> it's like you're in deep space where there is right. no sound. Okay, how are you introduced? Because I'm thinking the one saving grace is that they. It's not like they were had they been laughing the whole time until you got up there. I mean, it's a church, so the the standards are different, right? The expectations are different. I don't know what their expectations were. And you were the only comic? I was the only comic. Okay. And I think they introduced me like, hey, you know. Um, Did they say Pastor you were comic? Pastor son here. Yeah, doing stand-up comedy. Oh, God. And oh. my um, nephew, I think, was there. And he's, he's – my siblings are much older. as My okay. parents are older. He's nine years younger than me. So he was a teenager, and he was like – I liked it. I thought it was funny. <laughs> and that's – and only because he looks up to me. Right, Everybody right. else wouldn't make eye contact. Yeah. And I found out later on – like my, I think my brother was there. And so more recently, my nephew – he's my nephew has been very supportive of my, all through my comedy. Uh-huh. He comes to shows. He's uh, hired me when he was in college, brought me to his college, all cool. these different things. Uh, and he, I was going to perform in Missouri, I think, where he, my brother used to live. And he's like, you should come to the show. And my brother's like, nah, I've seen him. And, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but it, it'll be fun. He goes, uh, honestly, I don't. It's He's no good. He's awful. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, you saw him like, you know, eight years ago. Right, like, right. Don't you think you should try? He's like, I, I, don't, I don't think I can do that. I can't put myself through that again. Like... <laughs> That's fantastic. Now, was your uh, was your growing up very strict? 
probably to some degree, definitely for some people's families, they would right. view that as what I had to go through as strict. Like, because uh, mine was definitely strict. Yeah, well, just simple things like I could have friends stay the night on Friday night, and I could mm-hmm. stay over other friends on Friday night. Saturday night off limits unless someone stayed at our house and we were going to church together. The, oh yeah, the next sure, morning. sure. So just you know, that's half the weekend that you can't go socialize right, with yeah. anybody because everybody stays over or does something like that. And you can't, I couldn't do that. Wasn't allowed to see any uh, like radar movies or anything right. like that. Even PG-13, mm-hmm. I had to be over 13 to see. <laughs> and I lied to my dad and told him Necessary Roughness starring Sinbad was PG so I could go with a friend to see that. And that was my first PG-13 movie. God, it's such a shit movie. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a shit movie. I remember I, I used my lie on that one. Uh, I lied to my dad. To go see some, I don't remember what movie it was. Let's just say it was 48 Hours, even though it was way before. Mm-hmm. Um, right. We'll just say that because I know that's a rated R movie. And we were driving along and my older brother, who is a big dick, just the biggest <laughs> instigator dickhead. And I say that out of love, even though we don't talk anymore. Uh, <laughs> driving by and my dad's, and he was in the backseat. My dad and I were in the front seat. And he was like, so where you, you and Rich went to the movies last night, yeah? Like, what did you see as we're passing the movie theater? Uh, 48 Hours. He's like, really? What's that? Oh, it was rated PG. And my brother goes, 48 hours, rated R. <laughs> <laughs> it threw me under the bus, man. I thought threw you were going to see bus. Aladdin. And yeah. then I was grounded for a week. Oh. So no, mine was true. I couldn't listen to music. I can go to movies. I can go to school dances. I went to Same. went to Christian school for a while. Um, my, my favorite line is whenever I tell somebody that, they always say, oh, your childhood, you know, oh, you, you sound like you lived in the, like the movie Footloose. Yeah, and uh, that's I always Nick's say favorite movie. I always say uh, my great. life was so much like Footloose, I couldn't see the movie Footloose. Like that's how wow. it, that's how it was. Wow. Yeah. I actually told this is I actually told this like a week ago on Kara's podcast, but it totally don't do it here. Compl- don't do, do it. Not do it here, and do not mention that woman's name. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll just uh, shut my mouth. Yeah. Right. Edit Luke, that out. Well, wow. let's talk about something else. <laughs> that has nothing to do with Nick. <laughs> That story or Kira Saltonovich. So, uh, this is <laughs> Kira's the, one of my closest friends. I love this her more is the closest I can come to what Luke was saying about it performing for old people. I was uh, in New York. Did you ever do Maury, uh, Maury Fogel's show? Uh, it was at. Um, that Sloan's, sounds old. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> Holy cow. But when you were really desperate. He's a vaudevillian as a room. <laughs> really was. Uh, he'd wear sunglasses all the time. He's an interesting guy. But anyway, he'd been running it for like 20 years. He ran it in the cancer ward of uh, Sloan Kettering. <laughs> And he ran it in the rec room. Mm-hmm. And if you were really desperate as a comic and just there was nothing else you could do, you would go do that because he would always be like, well, you get a lot of stage time. But it's it's just about the worst. It's the kind of stage time where you leave and you're like, I'm, I am I just want to quit. This right, is, yeah. Like, because they, people would be wheeled in. They'd be wheeled in to watch you. <laughs> and and uh, I mean, obviously they can't, they can't even physically laugh. Right, right. They can't do it. So I would go up. I, I I don't know how many times I did it, but the last time was this. I went up, and you make a couple of jokes about the room, which did well. Then you go into material, and it all bombs. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I mentioned that I was from the South, and somebody in the back was like, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh, thank God, something to break me out of this. <laughs> right. I said, oh, where are you from? Alabama. And then I made a fatal mistake. I said, what brought you to New York? And <sighs> after about five seconds, they just, a very soft voice, they just said, cancer. <laughs> I I don't think I've ever had to dig myself out of a bigger hole oh, than that. 
That cancer hole is a tough one to get out of. Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you liking it here now that now that you're here? Now that cancer brought you here? Have you seen the Statue of Liberty? Yeah. Let me join my three minute chemo. Show. Okay. Oh. Never ask. Oh. Never ask the audience a question, man, because you never know what's going to come. Yeah. Out. I that day I I walked people that physically could not walk by themselves. Yeah. Like that. We're just like waving. I don't got much time left, but I got, I can't, this can't be part of it. Uh, I can go play some foosball. I did a retirement home Mm -hmm. not that long ago uh, in the New York area, maybe a Maybe within the last year. Sure. And that is probably number one worst show. Really? I've ever had. Number two was Dad's Church. Dad's Church. This was, and because it was recent too. Okay. And I, I know what I'm doing. And I go, and this is the entire retirement home. And nobody, nobody is younger than 75. Right. Well, yeah. For sure. Like, you know, they're kind of being wheeled in. Some of them, like, you know, just, I don't know if they didn't, they just were there. Mm-hmm. So maybe they just stay in this lobby or whatever. The microphone didn't – they have a microphone, but there's no speakers. So I'm like, I don't know what the point of the microphone is here. And it was – The it wire was, just goes off into the abyss? It, it wasn't even wired. It didn't even have a wire. So it was a wireless microphone with no even, amp whatsoever. Right. Right. <laughs> and so they're like, this isn't working. And I was like, they're older. They're not going to hear me even with this, Yeah, you know, a lot of them. So I just had to shout at them. So it's me in a room shouting at old people. Sure. So you're motivational speaking. I'm motivational speaking. Some of them aren't catching half of what I'm saying. And there's like, you know, some in the front row that are nice and being polite. But I'm just, I have to do an hour for these guys. And I'm just, you know, everything I say, like, they try to correct me on. Mm -hmm. Because Uh I'm young and what do you know about any of this stuff? Right. And I'm very, when I'm uh, performing, a lot of my jokes are very much like, uh, this is like the rule of life. Like, uh, I have a joke like, this is the rule, nobody gets two good grandmas. You know, that's just mm-hmm. the setup. So just saying rules like that, you know, they're like, no, that's yeah. not right. That's <laughs> incorrect. They weren't okay with any blanket statement any in the blanket, form of right. from, yeah, yeah. Was your brother there in the back uh, he, to be able to watch you? <laughs> uh, I don't know if you remember. He will not see me because he can't put himself through that. Like he's <laughs> uh, and uh, anything. Like you know, I, I started talking about you know having a preacher dad. Sure. Of course, ninety-five percent of them are Jewish and do not uh, care no, at really? all. I have at not run all. across that yet. Yeah, okay. they were just like, no, we're not. Int- we're Jewish. And I'm like, well, isn't there some similarities here? <laughs> no, no. Can not I at all. say that he's a rabbi? Yeah, Did that work. Okay. <laughs> Can we just start this over? Jesus anyway. was a Jew. I don't know. No. Okay. Yeah, and then after you know, people are walking out. You know, slowly. Slowly. <laughs> For the walk. last 15 minutes, click, this guy was walking click, out. Click on their walkers. Yeah. <laughs> and so after all this, you know, I'm just, and you know, the kind of bump, we were just sweating the flops. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, pouring yeah. sweat. And I'm just like, God, it's awful. Whatever you're paying me is just not enough. I wish I hadn't done this. And afterwards, there's like four or five people, same thing. Well, I liked it. Yeah. And <laughs> one of the old guys was like, I've been thinking about doing some comedy too. I'm like, <laughs> And now I've got to stick around and give uh, someone that's 60 years older than me pointers <laughs> after I just bombed in front of him. Right. Like, what What do you want from me? Dude, I did I did a show in New York once. It was like a corporate Christmas party, and Veronica Mosey went with me. Uh-huh. And you know Veronica? I know her name. I don't know her, though. She's great. Personally. She's been doing it at least 20 years. She's I think great. we're on Facebook friends. Yeah. So you're close. So several years ago, we do, we're going to do this Christmas party, and it goes fine. But afterwards, this dude who had been like, 
like like writing notes seemingly the whole time. I didn't, you know, you kind of noticed him, but he was <laughs> off in the corner. Didn't think anything about it. For all I knew, he was like checking to see if we were saying anything offensive, what, right. you know, whatever. Sure. So we're just, uh, it, we were in that time where we're just waiting for the check. So you're just kind of placating whoever mm-hmm. comes up to you. If they have a complaint, whatever, you just play because you're just waiting for the check. Sure. Yeah. And this guy comes over to us with his notepad and he starts reading off our jokes and I'm expecting him to have a problem with him. He's like, okay, so I'm going to start stand-up. Do you mind if I take this joke? Oh. Nick, uh, Veronica, do you mind if I take this bit right here? Do you mind if I borrow this? Do you mind if I use this? And because we were waiting for the check, well, yeah, that's fine. It's just uh, take however much, whatever you want to take. Right. That's probably yeah. the oddest, like, His name is Carlos show. Mencia. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird. Yes, it was I'm surprised weird. you wouldn't just tell him that's not right to do. Uh, again, I wasn't in it long enough. I was like oh, two okay. years in. Okay. So I just, at that point, it's, you know, you're just like, yeah, ladle poop in my mouth. I'll right, take right. whatever it is, sure. whatever, $25. It doesn't sure. matter at all. <laughs> I, did, I did a Halloween party once, uh, cause I used to be on gig masters and you do these crazy gigs. I did a, a wedding one What's time. Gig masters? gig masters, like they have gig mama out here where you bid on different Thing. Like it could be a, a a retirement party. It could be I did a sixteen year old's birthday party once where they made people all the kids get out of the pool and sit around on the back patio. Just ridiculous shows. But at the time before you before I was passed at clubs, uh-huh. it was like the way to way to the only way I could make money. And you bid like, hey, I'll do this for twenty bucks. Something. It like was that. always I when I was doing it, it was actually pretty good money. Okay. So you bring I just, like the two money or three was arbitrary. Friends. I was just trying to. But yes. Out. Okay. You'd bid against other. So comics. then, like Luke would go, "I'll do it for 30. and then I'm you're sh- like, "I'll do it for 60. I'm uh, sure Luke did. You go or down two though. with me. You would go down like if. You oh yeah, I guess I see yeah. what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. You've <laughs> seen Shipping Wars. It's the same thing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I. Like, I'm not I did, good at math. You negotiate backwards, right? I did a wedding once where they had me. They were like, it was. It wasn't even that big of a wedding. Like people, everybody knew everyone, and they were like, just sit at this table at the reception area so i sat there and people were like how do you know the bride and groom and i'm like i i, I, I don't find out in, at 8 30 and then the bride <laughs> fucking introduces me and i just had to stand up in the middle of the reception and tell jokes she said specifically tell them to the groom right so he, everybody's looking at me like who's this butt fuck <laughs> <laughs> Talk, talking to the groom i did like four minutes uh-huh and uh, as payment, I think she just gave me a wedding present off of the table. It was like, just take, <laughs> just take it, something, just take it, you go. Got Vitamix, <laughs> <laughs> gravy but, boat. But I did a Halloween party uh, one time through Gigmeisters. Really fun. Obviously, everybody was dressed up, and it was I was did, I did it with Luke Cunningham, and uh, we We're did Facebook back patio. Friends. Yeah, close. <laughs> and afterwards, this woman comes out to me. We're talking about people coming up to you, and um, I don't know. She. Was you never know on Halloween? She was dressed as like a devil, and mm-hmm. I, I was single at the time. But she came up to me. I didn't find her particularly. She wasn't my taste. Right. Okay, <laughs> and she goes, "Hey, take a look at this." And this was like a thing when like video on like video on camera and phones was like a thing. It was sure. new. So I was like, "Oh, I'll take a look." And she presses play, and it was her. She was like, "I filmed this right before I came over," and it was her masturbating on the bed. Hmm. In the outfit. Uh, yeah, in the outfit. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And then she just walked away. She just walked away. Yeah. I really? Was yes. that your payment? <laughs> <laughs> it was a Venmo later on. <laughs> I'll do it for $20. I'll do yeah. it for a devil masturbating on the bed. Uh, Sold. Wow. I've never heard of Gigmasters. Yeah, I've done some Gigmasters stuff. Uh, 
With me or by yourself? No, just I actually I think I was on there for a year. I got one gig uh-huh. and it paid for the whole membership and I made a little bit of money. I was like, I'm done with this. I'm yeah, not doing it's like it. doing a NACA. Yeah. yeah you won't do it anymore? It's not worth it. Yeah, okay. It, at least for me, it wasn't worth it because I, you know, I bid and then you know, people would talk to you and email and say what it was, and I'd be like, Oh, you want a clown or a right. magician, you don't want me. I, I don't want to put myself through that. That either. was 90% of the gigs. Yeah. Really? There. Really? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's how we I did they the lock in. Yes, that's magic. Burn them. Yeah, I won't like any gig though, like where I'm at a party or a dinner or anything, like if it was a wedding thing, I've now hit the point where I won't sit with them. Like when we first started, I was like, oh, they're like, we'll have food for you. Come sit yeah. at this table. Oh, and I, and I felt terrible. like it was obligated to do it. Sure. But after, you know, Sometimes, you know, some of those gigs go great. Some of them don't go great. If they don't go great and you got to go back to the table and get your stuff, you know, <laughs> it's like a table full of my brothers just uh, not looking at me. I can get I'm a like, new cell phone. I don't need to go back to that table. Yeah. <laughs> really so I won't do it. Yeah. How much I'll cash get a burner my, on the way How much home. cash is my wallet? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can eat that 20 they, bucks. Yeah. Those gigs never went okay. You either destroyed. Yes. With always with crowd work, uh, or you completely fucking bombed. Yeah, yeah. there was the, never a gray area. That's what a lot of those type of private party gigs are. You because it's not a club. Yeah. It's not a club. A club is where people have paid to see comedy, and they're strangers. And that's strangers. the biggest part about it. Yeah. yeah, that's what I don't like about sitting with the with the table is there's got to be a certain amount of anonymity between yes. the performer and the audience, even if it is going to go bad. There's got to be a certain kind of well, he he's saying he's from Indiana. He told me he's from New York when we were having shrimp. Yeah, you know, yes. and just there's just got to be a certain kind of, and you know, yeah. It also, and it's a group full of strange. Okay, let me put it this way: if a group of people know each other, like if you go any group of people, mm-hmm. it could be a fraternity, could be retirement home, church group. If they know each other, they don't want to hear material. They just want to hear you talk about them. Mm-hmm. If it, people don't know each other, they'll hear material because there is no common thread between any. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, the that, common thread is they're an audience. That's it. Like, yeah, yes. the host has made them an audience, and made that's the thing that binds them together. But if, is that, but if the common thread is Fred turned sixty, yeah, that's a big. Th- <laughs> then that's what you need to be I've talking bom- about. I've bombed in somebody's living room before. Absolutely. Really? Yeah. I've never done a living room show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm trying to think back. I don't think. Yeah. Was it for an older person or? Younger? It was an older person's birthday, and you know, it was a half hour, and like. What are you supposed to do? You do the jokes about them for a couple minutes, but then if you try to switch to material, yeah, it doesn't really work for them. Like, yeah. but then I've done some people's homes, uh, and it goes really well because I'll just they're into hearing material sure. for whatever reason. Like if it's a kind of a corporate party or something mm-hmm. like that, but they had it at the boss's home. Those usually are a lot better. Yeah. It just depends on how the boss enjoys it. If the boss enjoys yes. it, you're okay. If the boss isn't enjoying it, like everybody's looking at the boss. Right. I, know, I did it. a, a uh, it was, you know, it was Irvine Improv over Christmas and it was sold out from two different corporates, but everybody was so uptight because they're there with their bosses and they're working people and they don't win. This is Irvine, which is a great club, especially mm-hmm. when it's 500 seats, especially when it's sold like, out. It was yeah. sold out between two parties? Yeah. That's so, huge. Yeah, so they're two big buyouts. Yeah. And uh, and they were just they were just so uptight because they're, you know, they're sipping their, you know, we're out and we got to go back to work tomorrow. Has he ordered yeah. a second drink yet? Yeah, has he ordered a, a second what drink? What tells me when he, yeah. Yeah, yeah anybody that actually has fun at those corporate parties, then they could be seen as like, 
oh, that guy's a drunk, or he's he laughed at that, oh, yeah. you know, racial joke. So there's something, you know, we got to keep an eye out for him. Yeah, absolutely. He's not, yeah, so they're all very. Yeah, there's no long game for like a typical audience. It's not, they don't have to be afraid of like that dude at table 13. He's in six months. I'm going to bump into him and, you know, at the copier. And yeah, Yeah. he's like, yeah. I'm going to have to get a uh, performance review from the the rest of my table. Oh, I forgot. A guy at the end of the show, show's over, he stands up and he's like, Okay, everybody, uh, thanks for coming out. We had a good time tonight, but, um, you know, we got a lot of stuff to do tomorrow. So, uh, you know, why don't we, uh, why don't we get, get out of here and uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow morning. And I'm like, oh, now I know why nobody had fun, because you're a dick. Yeah. <laughs> that might as well just be a staff meeting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what that is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's the adult version of a pep rally. Yeah. It's like you have to be there and you've got to show support. Just a bunch of fake laughs. I, I have done shows Oh, in people's staff meetings, almost. Really? Like, where they had, like, it's before all their meetings of the day, and they're like, mm-hmm. hey, just come in at, like, you know, 9 a.m. and do it here in the conference room. Nothing's funny before noon. Yeah, oh, it's it's very weird. You have to make it very much about any material I have, try to make it a connection with them yeah. about that. Like, oh, you, you have kids? Well, yeah. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, people say that's like a lame way to bring up a topic, but when you're in that situation, it is the only way. Yeah. I did um, The Office Kitchen once. Mike Matera. <laughs> yes. Michael Matera, yeah. He was like, can you come and do a, lunch, a show at lunch at this Twitter. office? <laughs> Very close. <laughs> and it was weird. It was just the kitchen was, was half the size of this room. Yeah. It was, it was a dorm room. It was a regular office kitchen. Four people were there. They were all standing up, just like yeah. this close to you. <laughs> it was a fucking conversation. <laughs> you got paid to have a conversation. Yes. <laughs> no, here's a hundred dollars for doing like he was, and he actually lit me. What? He lit, <laughs> he lit me like we were closer. What the microwave? Than you and I are now. Yeah, <laughs> the microwave <laughs> clock. <laughs> Hey, listen, when the red light goes off on the coffee maker, uh, get uh, your time and change the filter. When I go to the, I go to the Keurig machine. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. Oh, God. Those, some of those, man. I did, a, I did a police function once, and they wanted it. I shouldn't have said yes. I should not. But again, I was stupid. None was of these young. you should have said yes to all, so all, far. All of, <laughs> any bad gig that we have, we should have not said yes to. There, there's no way I didn't bring this around, bring this up the first episode, first time I was here. But I did uh, a middle of the day mm-hmm. in an auditorium in Jersey crematorium function. Did I tell you that? <laughs> not crematorium. A crematorium. A crematorium function where okay. there were a bunch of people from different crematoriums in the area. You don't want to get they were doing like a show. fiscal review. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's my time. <laughs> but comedy was the surprise and me and oh. David Wayne Nelson did it and it was you burst off it was a ballroom and it was very brightly lit. Uh-huh. So you were 40 feet away from the closest person and there were round tables. So half of them were staring the other direction. And you know if they're old people that are staring in the direction, they're not going to turn around. No, not at all. They're not going to turn around. Uh, I, it looked like it was like 30 tables of people who were waiting for like Jenga to be put out in the middle <laughs> of the table, you know? And it was just a solid bombing for oh, yeah. a good 25 minutes. Yeah. I've, I've actually, there are a couple of times those gigs where I've just stopped mid-set and said, this isn't working and walked off. Oh, you have? Yeah, I've I learned never to done do that. that. I've never done that. I've yeah. never done it either. I've, I, I, there was one I did and uh, a couple of older guys in the back were like, I can't, I don't even know what he's talking about. Right. And I just called it. I called the show. Well, why not? 
You know what I mean? Like, why not? They're it's not, not helping it. anybody. You're not enjoying it. They're not ordering more drinks. Or if it's like a casino situation, you know what I mean? I it's just, just what I wish, what I want to do next time is to say, I'm going to call the show mm-hmm. right now. But for the next two minutes, you can't talk shit about me to your friends. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not going to talk there? shit about you to my opener. <laughs> Let's just for, give me a two minute start. <laughs> okay. We get to the parking lot. Hey, let me get to my car. <laughs> we get to my shitty Corolla. Then you can start talking shit uh, about the me. bomb buffer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I've never walked off. I mean, I've shortened my time, but you know, not by like forty-five minutes or anything like that. <laughs> it took a thirty-second bit off. It's, well, give me, my, give me a my, light at forty. One of my first, ep- <laughs> one of my first episodes. Maria Bamford said she walked off around eight minutes off a headlining set. She was just like, they were not. And when you when you don't get Maria, you don't. Maria. Oh yeah. yeah, and this was obviously a long time ago. Also, so she was like eight minutes. Like, okay, I'm gonna go. <laughs> what <laughs> just, happened afterwards? I don't remember. You have to go back and listen to that episode, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. No. And while we're at the, uh, for some reason, um, I've, I've, for some reason, this show is good. That's why I've had a bump up in listeners lately. I've noticed. I just did my number. So welcome aboard, new listeners. Go back. You got almost ten years of, of shows, hundreds of episodes to go back. I always say, find your favorite comedian. He's probably done this show. Look it up, and then just go from there and have a good time. Now, Luke, how long are you in town for? Uh, I'll be in L.A. for another what, three weeks or so. Want to do I'll the be, show again? Uh, yeah. Let's no, do, let's, let's, <laughs> yeah, you have an opening tomorrow? <laughs> we'll talk a religion on that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you head back to New York? Back to New York. Where do you live in New York? I live in Brooklyn. Of course you yes. do. Look oh, at his glasses. Yeah, his glasses and his haircut. That's, yeah. that's what everybody said about Silver Lake. Like, I'm living in Silver Lake, and they looked at me, and they're like, oh, of, of course, course you, you do. Are. Yeah. yeah, And I'm like, it's not that hipstery there. Do you get confused for the lead singer of Foster the People? <laughs> <laughs> Been sitting on that one since Friday. Wow. Uh, <laughs> either that or the New York Moshe Kasher, which you must get. Uh, you know, I have gotten that, except mm-hmm. I think, and I don't know him personally because okay. he's West Coast, and... I think I'm a much larger human being than him. You'd be surprised how big he is. Really? Yeah, he's a big dude. Okay. Big, well then, big up. Like, he's tall. Okay. Because yeah. everything I've seen, it looked like he was a smaller guy. Because I'm 6'2", 220. I'd so. say he's at least 6. I don't, yeah. I don't know his exact weight. I'll get that next. Well, I have to meet him. What just are the like, pictures yeah, yeah. that you're looking at? Is he always like sitting Indian style in the corner of a room or something? I mean, it, it's hard to tell when somebody's on stage <laughs> right, by themselves. Yeah, yeah. And then also, I mean, he's a slender looking guy. And mm-hmm. then if he's on Conan, standing next to Conan, everybody's a shorty. Small, right? yeah. yeah. All right. And then, uh, so what's going on? Where can we find you, uh, Luke, besides Brooklyn? Uh, well, if you want to see me live, you can go to ComedianLuke.com. Okay. The schedule's on there, or follow me on Twitter, at ComedianLuke. Okay. Which retirement home are you going to do before <laughs> you go back? From L.A. to New York, just every single retirement home. I need to earn another uh, $700, so I'm going to do all of them. <laughs> and that is Luke Thayer, right? T-H-A-Y-E-R. Nick? Uh, you're married with a kid. You're not doing anything. Yeah, that's about right. I think I'm performing at a billiard hall tonight. i got to wait and see if it says okay. Woodland Hills. Oh, yeah. I don't know that. It'll one. probably be canceled. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, what I'm doing some shows at Flappers this weekend and out in Claremont next weekend. Have you done Claremont? Oh, I done Claremont. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When the, uh, it can be fun shows. It's actually like like the I'm actually room in itself in like is two really weeks. Good. Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we're on the same show. <laughs> no, it's me and Tim Lee. Oh. I'm probably there at right the weekend after you. Mm. Well, right. I hope you get an audience. Yeah. Um, <laughs> me too. <laughs> are they still doing two shows a night or one show? I think it's two. Yeah. Do one. 
do one, have it have it packed. Instead I totally two, agree. Instead of two half-filled shows, do one, have it packed. Yeah, I did a college once where they're like, we may we may do two shows, and I'm like, there are eight people here. Yeah, right, I'm right. Like, you might do over. two. I'm not doing two. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you can get a ventriloquist. Uh, all right, so nickcobb.com. At NM Cobbler. I don't know why it's still that. I should say Nick Cobb. But Nick Cobb, uh, at Nick Cobb, is actually a wrestler in Texas. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Good guy. Professional Good guy. wrestler? Yeah. Uh, no. High school. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> All right. I am at Murray V on Twitter and at Murray, no, Murray V Comedy on Instagram. And um, I... What's up next? Uh, Oxnard. No, that was... When does this go? Thanks for coming out to Oxnard. That was a fun show. I want everybody who came out. That's tomorrow night. Tim Lee and I. I'm excited. I'm excited. I have Levity Live. I haven't headlined there, so I'm excited to. I was only up there once before. Nice. It's a good, nice club. You seen it? I have not seen it. It's good. It's kind of like, or it's big. It's like 400 and something, but it's kind of truncated, so it's not like a long haul like Irvine is. Uh-huh. They're on top of you. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. a little bit, and uh, there's. No way I'm filling that. Uh, <laughs> so you should do two shows. But yeah, I should. <laughs> do they always have a curtain or something? So that I think so. I think so. I was yeah, up there with Greg. You, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a Thursday night show. So mm. I was up there with Greg on a Wednesday, and we had about 200, and it looked fine. Mm. So that, and then May 4th, Jewel Box Theater in Seattle. Tickets will be going on. I know I say this every week. Tickets will be going on sale soon. I'm not producing this. Somebody else is producing it, so it's out of my hand. But it is May 4th, Jewel Box Theater in Seattle. Keep an eye out on Murray Valerian on Facebook, Murray Valerian Comedy on Facebook, and Twitter at Murray V because I will make the announcement. It's a small room, so tickets are going to go fast, hopefully. (laughs) And that's it, right? Yeah. All right. All right. That's it. Aaron, thank you very much as always. Uh, Nick, Luke. Uh, great to see you, Nick, as always. And Luke, uh, it's a pleasure me. meeting you. Yes, and I look forward same. to uh, crossing paths with you again. Come see these guys when they come to your town. They're very funny. Thanks for listening. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns. And these fights, cancel flights, running with the runs. Blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette. Drunks in the front, making out for your set. And middle acts doing blow, more missing merch. And drive the rental car past another mega church. And juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon.